So we start Masech Tashkalim today. Uh, and Masech Tashkalim is going to be quite demanding, uh, quite challenging for a lot of us, certainly for me. Um, firstly, we, we don't have a Bavli on, on Shkalim, so we've got the Yerushalmi. It's a, di- a different kind of Limud. Uh, the, the language is different, the style is different, the concentration, the Bavli is a concentrated enough kind of Gemara. The Yerushalmi is even more concentrated. Um, and uh, so, so there's that. And also, I've, for one, I've never learned it before, as I was saying to Rabbi Horowitz, other than maybe to look up a reference or something, but it's not, not something that I've learned before, so it's going to be interesting. Anyway, so the, um, the Mishnah starts, Shkalim, Be'echad ba'adar mashmi'im ala shkalim. As we know that on the first of Adar, we, uh, we announce the, the Shkalim, and we mekayim that by reading Parsha Shkalim on the uh, first Shabbos of Adar. Or the, when is the first Shabbos of Adar? We read Shkalim. Um, and, that's, and that's what the, what the Mishnah says. The Gemara then says, Why at the beginning of Adar? Because the money from the shkalim that, that used to be given, this amount that used to be given, half of the going coin, it was the shekel at the time of the Torah, half of what, it, what the going coin was, everybody gave at least that. That money was used to buy korbanot in the, in the Beis Hamikdash. And from the first of Nisan, they had to use the new collection. The tax year ended at the end of Adar, and they had to buy the korbanot of Nisan and thereafter with the new collections. So they needed time to get the collections in. So they started first of first of Nisan, first of Adar, so that by the time the end of the month came and they needed money for the korbanot, all the money would be in already. Um, why not before then? Uh, because if they if it was before then there, there, there's a beautiful fortunately there's um, a, a perush or two perushim on on shkalim by somebody very important in there were two good friends Rabbi Yisroel Mishklov and Rabbi Menachem Mendel Mishklov Rabbi Menachem Mendel and Rabbi Yisroel were two good friends and they both went to learn with the Vilna Gaon and the Vilna Gaon adopted them very closely, and they were, became very close Talmidim, or they Rabbi Israel, and he got to the Vilna Gaon in the last few years of Vilna Gaon's life. But the two of them, particularly Rabbi Israel, became very active in publishing the Vilna Gaon's work. Nothing of his work was published in his lifetime. He didn't write it with pu- publication in mind. And, the, um, and Rabbi Israel was one of the people who was really active in gathering all the notes and publishing the notes. So, the Hagos, the Beer Hagro that we've got in Shulchan most of that was put into printable format by Rabbi Yisroel. <clears throat> and fortunately, he, lo- he wrote two perushim on, uh, on Shkalim, according to the way the Vilna Gaon worked out the, the Gisaot, because also the, the versions are distorted. The Rishalmi didn't go through the rigorous reviews that the Bavli went through. Every generation, thousands of people learning the Bavli, any little errors or inconsistencies were picked up and explored and resolved. But the Yerushalmi, not so many people were learning. So it's, it, there are issues in the, in the versions that we have. And the Vilna Gaon was very careful to straighten all that out. And, the, um, and these perushim, of the, which we have on the page, of, of Rabbi Yisrael of Shklov, um, helps sort that out. And he points out, one of the things he points out here is, why not earlier than the first, if it's so important to have the money by the beginning of Nisan, start two months earlier, three months earlier. So this links into the time management issue that we had before, that even though Rabbi Akiva says you've got the whole night, 
he agrees with Rabbi Lozab and Azari that you should be done by midnight. It's not to procrastinate and come close to the wrong time. So we saw from there, one of the things you need to do is tighten your timelines. Don't, don't work till the deadline. Tighten your timelines. But don't, and, and the other thing we learn here is your, your timeline shouldn't be too far out. Because, it, because he, he says that must come from the Vilna Gaon. If they would have made it, if the Hashem would have made it a month earlier, two months, three months earlier, people would have said there's plenty of time to do it, there's plenty of time to do it. You need a sense of urgency. And a month is a sense of urgency to get ready in a month before, but more than a month, it's like in the distant future. And that, and that wouldn't work as well. So Torah teaches us exactly how to work with it. A month is if, you have, if you've got a big project, don't give yourself more than a month. If it can't be done in a month, then break it down into smaller projects. But, and give yourself tighter deadlines, but, uh, but not too tight. So that's the, 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 the first of all. Now, the Gemara doesn't seem to be asking just why does the Mishnah say that nowadays we, uh, we announce Shkolim in, um, uh, at the beginning of Adar, as the Mishnah, as the Mishnah says. It, it seems more than that the Gemara is questioning. The Gemara is questioning the Psukim themselves. So we learn in the beginning of Kitisa Kitisad Rosh Bnei Yisrael if Kodeshem but not new Ish Kofer Nafsho Alaf Shem if Kodotam Loiva Em Negev if Kodotam Hashem says let each person give Kofer which is a from Lashon Kapara so that Sedaka that they give for the Korbanot is Kapara Zeh Yitnu Kol Aver Alap Kudim this is what they should give Machatita Shekel exactly how much that is Kol Aver Alap Kudim Miben Esrim Shana Vemala from twenty years and up should give that truma. That's important, that 20 years and up, and you'll see in a moment why. The chizkuni on the beginning of, of Kitisa is a, a very important rishon, a very important parish. And the chizkuni says, Ufasha zu This posuk was taught by Moshe to Bnei Yisrael, was given to Bnei Yisrael on the first of Adar. So this that we start talking about Shkalim on the first of Adar, when did that custom start? It started in the desert, on the first Adar ever. That's when this piece of Torah was given on the on Rosh Chodesh Adar. So as to have money for the korbanot for Nisan. And he proves it from the wording in the Chumash that that's when this was. This was so this was an Adar. So when the when the when the Gemara says Velama beechad baAdar. The Gemara is not just saying, why do we announce Shkolim on the first of Adar? The Gemara is going right back to the parish of Kitisa. Why was that specifically on the first of Adar? So already then they needed the month to collect the money and to bring it all together. And so, so this, is the, um, this is the reason that Yerushalmi gives. The Bavli in, uh, in Megillah, Dafyud Gimel Amud Beis, gives a different answer. Also deals with that. And it brings Omar Reish Lakish on the posuk in, um, in, in Esther that we have. If the Haman says to Achashverosh, if you're feeling in a generous mood, Achashverosh, issue a decree to destroy the Jewish people. And if you're worried about loss of tax revenue because we get rid of the Jews, I'll give you 10,000 bars of silver to make up for that. Says Resh Lokish in the Gemara in, in Bavli, Galuvi Yadua Lifnei Mishama Vayaolam, Shatid Haman Lishkol Shkalim Al Yisrael. 
what is the origin of Shkolim? And this is so important. It's like the, the idea of Ba'avur Zeh that we had in, in, in Psochim. That, that Yetzias Mitzrayim happens so that we can have a Seder. The Seder is not to commemorate Yetzias Mitzrayim. In Jewish history, the future determines the past. It's not the other way around, that the past determines the future. The future determines the past. That's unique in, in the way we view history. And says the Gemara, Hashem knew that Haman was going to want to pay Shkolim for the Jewish people. Hashem gave mitzvah shkalim before Haman, 2,000 years before Haman. That's how far in advance Hashem plans that the, the, the refuah is before the makah. Hashem provides the solution before the problem arises. And that's a principle that I use a lot in, in business consulting as well. Always know that if you've got a challenge, you've got a problem, you've already got the solution. Hashem will never give you a challenge in your life for which you don't already have the solution. You've just got to find the solution. But you don't have to go and find it somewhere where it isn't. You've got it already. And we see that sometimes the solution was generations before. Sometimes it was hours before. But before you have a challenge, there's already a solution. And that's how Hashem works with them. And that's a good educational principle. When you give a child a challenge, make sure the child can find the solution. Um, and has already got the solution. He just has to search for it. So here already Hashem gave shkalim. Because that's, that's what the Mishnah says. So the, so the Bavli gives a much more midrashic, a much more Kabbalistic view of why we do it in the first of Adar. It's to offset the work of Haman many years later. And Tosfus says there on Megillah, Shamati, I've heard, he has a Mesoira. Shasara alfei kikar kesef olin chatzit shekel akol echad mi Yisrael. Shayu shesh meot elef kishayatsu mi Mitzrayim. I heard it worked out that the 10,000 bars of Haman equated to the chatzit shekel of the 600,000 Jews. And he said, I'll give you whatever they're worth. Whatever the Jews are worth, I'll pay you. So I'm not asking you to lose anything. I just want to destroy them. And if that costs me their value, I'll pay you their value, says Haman. Here's the Chizkuni again, and he works it all out. Under 20, there's no onish, so they don't need kaporah. So we're talking about 20 years old and up. Most people live, we can statistically in those days, <coughs> we assume a life is 70 years. Same take 20 off, lift or because that doesn't apply to them. As it says, 20 years and up, 20 years and up. So each person has 50 years of life. So every Jew has 50 opportunities to give a chatzit shekel. I calculated. So 60 people in their lives will give 60 manot, which is one kikar. There were 600,000. So together, among them all, they give 10,000 kikarim. So he works it out exactly and says, that's where Tosfus gets it from. That there's a Masoira that actually calculates that when the Jews gave Shkolim, uh, during a lifetime of a Jew, he would give, um, uh, all the Jews together would give during their lifetime 10,000 silver bars worth of Shkolim. So what, so what the idea here is really interesting. So the, the, the idea is the, 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 the commoditization of people. 
is the issue. That's what Haman started with. They're just commodities. They have a value. Figure out what the value is. I'll pay you the value and we'll get rid of them. People have a value. They're just economic units. That was the wickedness of Haman, to see human beings, in that case the Jewish people, as economic units. Says the Rebbe Hashem, if, if we're going to talk about the people as economic units, I'm not going to leave it for Haman to be mechadish that idea, to innovate that idea. I will innovate that idea. Yes, the Jewish people are economic units. They can give tzedakah. They can do amazing things. They can create wealth. The Jewish people are an economic unit. And I'll institute that right already the first idea that they're in the, in the, base, in the, in the Midbar. And I'll have them each give their half shekel so that together they give this amount of money that, that Haman calculates the Jewish nation is worth. Says Hashem, I'll, I'll work that amount out. I won't leave it to Haman to work out. The Jewish nation are worth that. If you want to look at it as an economic unit, that's what it is, which is not a huge amount of money for a nation. But if you want to look at people as an economic unit, it's not a, not a fortune of money. People are worth much more. You've got to see them as infinite. But the, the idea of them being an economic unit is this. And we see from here that what you initiate an idea or an action with, the initiation is what stays. Hashem didn't want Haman to be the first. So Hashem initiates the idea of human value with Parshat Shkalim. And now that becomes the truth. So the Jewish people are already sold. Kofer Nafsham. What Hashem has done, he said, I'm buying them. If we're going to think of the Jewish people as an economic unit, how much are they worth? They're worth 100 kikarot. Okay, Jewish people, give me the 100 kikarot and I'll buy you. So now Haman comes along and he says to Akashverish, I'll buy the Jewish people from you. I'll pay you and I'll... Says the Rebbe Nishim, sorry, guy, they're already sold. They're mine. Even from an economic perspective. So originally when Hashem chooses us at Har Sinai, He's choosing us conceptually and He's choosing us emotionally and He's choosing us sociologically and spiritually and religiously and everything, but not economically. But with the Shkalim, Hashem bought us. He, he acquired us economically and nobody else can trade us after that because we, have, we are already traded, we are already taken, we are already owned. And Hashem builds that, builds that into the history of the Jewish people and one of the foundations of the history of the Jewish people so that no Haman can come afterwards and arrange to, to, to trade the Jewish people. And with that resolves the whole story of Purim. The story of Purim starts thousands of years before that in the Midbar Rosh Chodesh Ada, And that's why in Rosh Chodesh Ada we start with the Sugi of Shkalim and we, and, and we dedicate ourselves to the mitzvah of bringing the, the, the Shkalim.